Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. Welcome back to the Turned On episode with David and Angelique. As always, I'm Angelique, and to my left is my husband, David. But today we have a very special guest across from us here on the screen, and she's sitting in her beautiful home in California. Uh, someone I've had the privilege of watching and witnessing grow over many years now. And I've seen her pivot in so many different directions and shift her personal growth as well as the audience that follows her, which is millions of people. I just am so in awe of what you're doing, Natalie. And I wanted to share um, just my sentiment and just saying thank you for being here today. But I'm really anxious to have you share your heart openly with our audience. So welcome, Natalie Jill. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're excited so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to talk with you. So Natalie, um, we typically start this podcast out with everyone with a very pivotal moment in their life and where the light bulb got turned on. And I know that there's many areas of our lives where that happens often and we were able to connect the dots later, but can you just share maybe the first time that it came on for you and then we can move from there? Gosh, there's so many different moments, like you said, and I'm, I'm getting better and better as I think I get older to like recognize when the pivots are starting before I, you know, you crash. <laughs> but um, I've, it's, it's interesting. It's like, I've had all these like little mini failures and then these big failures. And it's in those big failure rock bottoms that usually I end up surrendering, um, sort of by force. <laughs> and then it's when I usually see things differently and I'm getting better at recognizing it before it gets to the big downturn. Um, so looking for the signs, more listening to my gut, um, really being aware. Um, but my very, my first significant one was really about 12 years ago. Um, that's when I had my daughter and I was working in corporate America and I was living what I thought was what I was supposed to be doing. Like I did the checklist, I went to college, had the good job, the house with the white picket fence, the husband, the pregnancy, I did all the things. Yeah. And I was really doing a good job at doing life. Um, but it wasn't working. Um, and I was not happy and I was feeling fake about it because I wasn't happy. And it was interesting how I wasn't taking the action to get out of my comfort zone. And then things sort of happened to me, <laughs> which I now see they happen for me. And that's when the, the stock market fell apart. The housing market shifted. I ended up getting a divorce. Um, mm -hmm. I became a new single mom. I was in debt for the first time in my life. And I remember just being completely depressed and trying to control and hide it all. And um, when I finally couldn't control and hide it all, it's is when I finally surrendered. And that's when I had this light bulb moment of what I needed to take care of and change and shift. And from that, my whole direction and business was born. This was 12 years ago and it was, it was working well. I mean, I was, I was growing a business authentically and um, by connecting and sharing and helping people and walking them through what I had gone through myself. And 
somehow along the way I got comfortable again. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was doing, I started doing again. I was doing life, going through the checklist, you know, here I was remarried. I was, had the business just doing, doing, doing. And I started seeing signs of that not working um, a few years ago and I, I didn't hear the message. Like, you know, a lot of us, uh, a lot of people listening can probably relate to this, but my go-to when something's not working is control. I try to control more. Like I like fix it, control, control, control. And control is an illusion. And I'm starting to really get that. Um, but I, I, this has been a process for me the last few years of like things not working like they were and me trying to control and fix it and making it worse. <laughs> so maybe spending more money trying to fix it, trying to more connections, get busier, blah, 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 blah. Wow. And um, most recently I was finally forced into surrender again when really nothing was working again. And when that happened, um, I once again had to take a deep look and shift and pivot into where I feel I'm being called to focus. Wow. Well, I just... I feel like this is such an important topic for everyone because I think one of the things that people struggle with the most is feeling out of control or trying to be too much in control and will restrict a yeah. life. And, and I think part of that too is as great as technology and social media is when we have this voyeuristic view of everyone's life is we try to mimic mm-hmm. so much, yeah, model so much after people we follow, which can be done to an extent, but there is a really, really sweet spot of having that radical surrender in whatever that might be. So that you realize I'm not ultimately in control of this whole thing, but what can I control in itself and how I respond to it? You know, we're not, we really, control is such an illusion and we're never in control of things. There's there's nothing that we can control to be real. Like there's nothing. And what's so funny is here building a business in fat loss and nutrition, I knew on a deep level that people can't just lose weight by just following a meal plan and by um, doing certain workouts. Like there's so much more to that. There's a whole mindset shift. There's a whole way of being that you have to embody. Um, it's a whole lifestyle. Like there's always so much more. So I always focus on this mindset piece, but it's like, I still kept forcing the fitness and nutrition to just keep expanding. And that started feeling inauthentic to me too, because here I was going to build a whole community on like how people can just keep controlling aging. <laughs> and I even came up with a title, Aging in Reverse, which I love my new book, Aging in Reverse, and I love the direction of Aging in Reverse, but the meaning of it has really shifted to me. My initial idea with it is like, let's control everything. So like, there is no wrinkles, there is no drop, you know? And now it's like, no, there's so much more to that. Aging in Reverse to me is getting back to who we were born and meant to be. Like, how, who were we as a kid when, we, when anything was possible, when when we were present, when we played, when we had fun, when we were living, when we were in service to others, like that way of being is what makes you age in reverse, not just trying to control every wrinkle and drop. So good. What's interesting, Natalie, is, you know, the crux of Turned On, we started to develop this and we started to want it to really use a metaphor or something people could visualize. And so we, we picked the hallway because typically hallways are, are long, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I'm getting older too, and I relied on my body really young, and I'm shifting now the way I exercise, I'm shifting the way I eat, and I've always told Angelique, one of the things that you learn as you get older is experience counts, and that has to be your greatest teacher, and one of the things you said early on is this hallway, things Mm -hmm. will shift, and we do get comfortable, and part of what being turned on means is to be able to recognize that change is inevitable, that being able to shift as you go and adapt to life and adapt to different circumstances is a part of the growth process. So I think what we're doing here is we're going right into this in a very interesting way. 
as you are someone who has shifted once and now there's maybe another shift. So yeah. you could tell the listeners now, what are some of the current shifts that go into just life in general? Because the fitness is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know that you have that part of your life as, as a rock, as a foundation, even though it changes a little bit. But yeah. what are the things are starting to drift in now that you're feeling a pull toward? Yeah. So, well, first and foremost, it's interesting because like, just even how you said you've got fitness down, like I was forced to surrender there too. I had a disc rupture last year, uh, two years ago. Like uh, literally I, I ruptured a disc on set um, between L5 and S1, which is your lower back. And not only did it rupture, it's now removed. Like I was rushed into emergency surgery. It was cutting off my right leg. Um, it was removed. And I, it was one of those like, why is this happening to me? Like I have this, I was known for my abs and my core. Like I have the strong core that prevents that. Like that's interesting that that happened to me. Hmm. So like, I can't even depend on that. So, but that, but who are you, who are we in those moments? Like who, because if we're letting our body or our workouts or our brand online define us, then we are going to be forced to surrender because we are so much more than that. Like who are we, yeah. who is, who are we? It's more than that. It's more than, so to me, all these things that happened to me, like truly happened for me to see this, like it had to happen to me so I could see that. So I could be more than that. So I'm totally identifying with you right now. For me, growing up as a young boy, uh, in, as an adolescent, I was super, super skinny. So when mm -hmm. I found weightlifting, um, I told this story a lot, but the kids called me ET because I have this really big head. Mm. Like right now, <laughs> that is a one size fits all that I'm wearing and it's crushing my temples, even though it's a flex fit. You can still phone home with that. Yes, and I had this really <laughs> skinny neck and I grew taller before I could put on any weight. So what did I do? I, as soon as I found weightlifting, I trained shoulders, every yeah. shoulder workout, like it was my last workout. Like I just crushed it and I love the shoulder pump and I got yeah. like this 18 and a half inch neck. But what happened was that was ultimately my downfall because I overtrained the shoulder muscle so bad in my neck that I started to have shoulder issues with, um, I have right now very severe arthritis. Mm. Um, I have things that are going on that have prevented me from doing this thing. So as I'm looking at Angelique and I said, babe, here's video from four years ago. I felt like I was so much bigger, but I feel like God is telling me, mm -hmm. you know what? I know what you want to do, David. You want to rely on this part of your body because that's what you're comfortable with. This is the physical part. But there's yeah. a spiritual part of you that I am going to force you into surrender. I'm not saying that God injured me, but I'm saying that God yeah. is asking me to look deeper at my life as I get older yes. and find that spiritual part. And if we, if we look at this, the Old Testament is everything that is physical. There was physical sacrifices. There was a physical tabernacle. And if I look at the New Testament, everything is spiritual in nature. Mm. And, and, and I look at that part of my life where as in my youth, everything was physical and I still want to be that way and I still want to work out. But the surrender is what we look for. How yeah. are we supposed to grow in surrender? What do you feel? Because you're the one that brought that surrender up. How could yeah. you explain that to listen. So it's interesting. I always heard the word surrender and I, I didn't really know what that meant. Like a surrender to me was like, you just give up, you quit. Like that's how, what I interpreted it as. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And then, but when I look back at like any time I had a pivot or a huge growth, I, I did surrender and not give up. But like, I was like, I'm beat up. I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like 
looking to something, whatever that is to people, God, universe, like just looking for like, what am I supposed to do? And it's interesting how every time I've done that is when the answers come. It's like, like when I stopped and surrender to me now is the opposite of control. It's like when you finally say, I am not going to try to control this. It is what it is. I'm just present in the moment. And whatever I'm supposed to see next, I'm going to see next. And it's letting go of that attachment and not controlling that I do start to see things next. And I think that is a spiritual awakening. I, I really do. I think for me, the reason I've had so many ups and downs, like I look at my business and my life over the last 12 years, it's been like this. There's no like, sure. It's yeah. like this. And I, I believe that's been for me to see that until I truly accept surrender as a way of living and a way of being, that, that I am going to keep having the ups and downs. So I finally am at a place where I'm recognizing the need to control and I'm shifting it. Does that mean I'm not going to try to work out and look good? No, of course not. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm just operating it from a different place now. It's not about like my life is over because I'm not this, you know? And I think a lot of people are falling into that. I've interviewed countless people, by the way, on my podcast on success to failure and pretty much all of them, actually every single one of them had to get to a place of surrender to have massive success. I think of, I interviewed this one lady, Janine Shepard. She was an Olympic athlete. People called her Janine the machine. Her whole identity was being an athlete in the Olympics and she was training and she was hit by a truck and she was paralyzed and told she'd never walk again. So her first instinct was to control, right? Like, and she, she surrendered and she's now actually a walking paraplegic. <laughs> like she looked at other methods. She wasn't looking, she retrained her brain. She learned to be an acrobatic pilot, like an aerobatic pilot, like just other things. So it's, it's almost like if we don't see that on our own, we will be forced into surrender somehow to see it. I believe that's why we're here. Yeah. And there's just, a, I mean, I think that the beginning step for most people, the step one that we miss often is on our knees, like, you know, just, just falling on our knees and, and into prayer and into surrender and saying, you know, okay, this is obviously like in my humanness, this is not working. Obviously yeah. all the control that I've put into this is, has the buck stopped somewhere Yeah, so where you need to pick up where you left off God, you know, and, and yeah. be able to move forward in that, that corridor. And it's so funny because I still, obviously I have a huge following in weight loss and I do have a lot of fat loss programs and all that. But what I'll tell you about the success with the people in that, are there the people that realize this? Because the ones that try to control and measure and do every little thing, right? That's why I don't count calories on my plans for people because I want to get people away from the control of that. Yeah. Um, the ones that stay in control, they're never happy. They never get, feel they're fully there. Yeah. It's constantly a black and white winner, winner lose. But the ones that really get to this place of focusing on their authentic self, they're the ones that thrive. They're the ones that it's effortless. Like the, the, they get the fat loss. They, they look younger. Like all the stuff happens for them because of who they decide to be. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this is a tough message uh, in today's social media landscape? I think when I tried to explain it, it is. But when I just be and I, I like just share, it's working. So it's like, it's like if I go, if I'm like, I'm going to go on Instagram and make a post about surrender today, that doesn't work. But when I feel called to share something that I'm walking through, it always resonates with people. So, so I, yeah, I did a post recently that Angelique said she noticed. It said, it said um, that God is using me. And it, it was such a weird thing for me to write because it's so not something I would have planned out or thought. I just felt called to write it. Mm. And it got so much traffic. Um, I, I'm, and I'm really learning to listen to that. Like, what am I feeling called to share? Like, what am I walking through? It's interesting. I've been really talking about surrender. And the other day, um, I woke up and my husband was being in his goofy funny self. And I was in a super bad mood and I was being really mean to him. And he's like, I was just in my mood. And he said to me, um, he said, 
imagine uh, running on the beach naked. And I was like, oh, I gagged. Like, what? Who? No, that's gross. I don't, what, why would I do that? I like thought of things jiggling and who would see me and like, that's embarrassing. And he's like, no, why would you like, what if nothing hurt and no one was there and it was just us? Like he tried to like paint this whole picture and I couldn't even go there. And then when I finally got it, I shared the whole story online with people because I was like, so interesting how quickly I went back to control and all my my stories of like why what that would mean to me and whatever. But it was like, I, it, that happened to me so I could like feel that and be that and resonate with people. So I shared that story. It's like that it's not about we're ever going to fully get away from the need to control and all of our, you know, our feelings about ourselves and our insecurities and all that. But can we recognize it faster and start shifting? Yeah, that's well turned on is exactly that. You know, it's um, extracting things that have sort of been stuffed down into the dark yeah, know, or the dim places or the quiet spots that, you know, people don't talk about a lot. And so, yeah. you know, as a moment like that, maybe, you know, in your head, you wouldn't have verbalized it. And another time no. you verbalized it and you were able to extract it, shine the light on it and say, hold on a second. There's a reason I felt that way. And yeah. if I am going to move forward through this, I'm going to need to expose it. I need to call it out. You know, I need and that's, that's how I'm doing it. So I don't even know, like you can't, if somebody told me to write a content calendar of what I'm sharing, I have no clue. <laughs> like, I know, I know. that's so funny. I'm sharing what I'm walking through. Like, if you want me to write a content calendar about fat loss and weight loss, I can do that. But to me, I'm just going through the motions with that. Like I will still continue to share fitness, fat loss, nutrition. I love that. It's just, I'm not feeling called to like constantly be doing that right now. And I feel what's important, what you just said is that there's so many people that will want to tell people how to live and say it, but it's really comes down to sharing a story of what we're going through. It's the, it's the human condition. Yes. And we see kids when they're in elementary school, all the way up through graduation is we expect them to learn. We expect them to grow. And then as if we reach this age of maturation, sometime in our twenties or early thirties, where we're just, where we think we have it all, but we got to realize that sometimes the biggest growth comes later in life. I feel like I've grown more in the last eight years than I did in, in like the first 30, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that we're always learning. So how has, how has this kind of epiphany bled into other areas of your life other than fitness? Gosh, it's, it's really bled into every single area. And it's really because I was going on this path of more and more control. And I'm starting to see how much that affects me. And I, and I feel like there was a sign for me 12 years ago. I just didn't fully read it. <laughs> like I, I got it and I did some things with it. And it was awesome. I built a whole business. I, a lot of things happened in my life and then, but then it stopped working. And, but I feel that that's why I didn't fully get the message. Well, so how has it shifted? It's making me, the reason I love the term aging in reverse now is it's truly making me go back to childlike wonder. I mean, I'm really, I, and it's work. It's not an easy thing. I'm, I'm going to share. It's not, it's not my natural go-to. I mean, I've had 47 years of a different way. So like, just really, like my husband asked me this morning, he's like, can you, I'm doing a car show in Monterey. Do you want to go for me for a week? My first instinct when I looked at my calendar was like, I can't go to Monterey. No, I'm supposed to be in Florida doing an interview here and I've got clients and I've got this and that. That was my first reaction. And then when I shifted, because I'm working on that, I'm being present, I'm like, but that's a week that I could spend with my husband enjoying life. My daughter's actually out of town with her dad that week. Like, why wouldn't I make that work and be present and enjoy life? Isn't that why we're here? So I made that choice and it made my husband thrilled. Like, oh, wow. Like you just put me before work, <laughs> but that's what life's about. Oh. And I don't think I would have seen that before. Well, when you talk about that sign 12 years ago that you didn't see the whole thing, maybe it's all preparation too. You know, if, if yeah. you were shown the whole sign, you'd be like, yeah, right. Or you wouldn't be prepared to handle that kind of success or mentality. Yes. 
And I just got chills when you said that because I believe I needed to connect with people first on fitness and nutrition for me to get this, to see all that. Yeah. I like to call that the on-ramp, like, yeah. like our on-ramp and then, and then along yeah. the dark hallway or the dark, the dark interstate, we eventually start, yeah. to see, you know, the areas that were going light up a little bit more, Totally. but you have to be awakened to it. So I like, just really applaud you for being awake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Working on it. I mean, I, I am. And I, like I said, I have moments that I'm not, <laughs> we, I think we fall unconscious many times, you know? Sure. Oh, but totally. it's bringing, it, it's constantly working. It's, it's learning to recognize it sooner and then coming back to that. So if we see, again, this parallel between the physical and the spiritual and this parallel, what you're going through now, um, this kind of epiphany of, of, of aging gracefully and healthy, you know, aging in a good way and really um, approaching life with a different kind of viewpoint, you know, and we see it all the time in our kids and we see it all the time sometimes in our parents. Like my parents are visiting right now and they say all the time, if I, I ask my mom this question the other night, I go, mom, if you can change one thing about your body, what it, would it be? You know, my mom's 80. And she goes, I'd go back to when I was 19 and I, it's my hair and, and, you know, my shape. And, but what we realize is that that is a unrealistic thing. And as we get older and as we really hold on to those things, like you talking about Brooks. And you having this moment where you just said, no, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. There's signs all around us. And every once in a while, like you said, if we're not obedient, if we don't surrender, we'll be forced into surrender. For me, it's injury. Yes. For you, it was injury. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes people still don't get the clue. Yeah, it was the wake up call. And sometimes it's more than one thing. Like I'll tell you with mine, it wasn't just injury. It was a number of things. It was injury. It was Brooks saying he didn't even know if he wanted to be married anymore. It was my business not working like it used to. It was getting, getting, starting a debt problem again. Like seeing that money was coming into my business, but the profit wasn't there anymore. Like just a lot of signs that I chose to kept trying to control one by one. My body changing, like everything. I had control, control, control. And it's like you get to a point where, a point where you're like, I can't control all this. Like you're, it's too many things to try to control. It's not going to, until I surrender, it's going to keep getting worse. So, so it's, it's really, it's a forced thing. And I, I think a lot of women running around saying um, they're overwhelmed by to-do lists. This is a perfect example. I'm overwhelmed by to-do lists. I'm overwhelmed by people pleasing. I'm overwhelmed by other demands, but my body changing. They are in a place of control right now. So it, that is not going to get, I'm not going to teach them anymore. I used to do this. I would teach them, how do you master the to-do list? How do we like get it all done? I, I refuse because that is just feeding the control <laughs> right yeah. there. So I'm, no, I'm not about stretching your plate and adding a million more things to it and controlling it all. That is not what I think. I think let's look at what we've got here. Let's surrender. And now let's really take, how can we go deep in any of these areas and really focus on it? And the interesting thing is, is when you do that, I can't tell you how many people think I look younger now than I did a few years ago. Like I, I actually look like I'm aging in reverse and it has nothing to do with like, you know, the cosmetic stuff. It has, it has a lot to do with surrendering and being looking to be my authentic self again. I just, I'm so in awe right now of everything that you're saying. Um, there's a tension that we stand in. So the tension for me, and as I hear you speak and talking about surrendering, especially from being a, someone that loved having control or, mm -hmm. or you know, thought that that was the way, um, there's a tension between planning and surrender. You know, there's a tension between faith and fact. There's just this this gap that we stand in and we go, okay, yeah. well, how do I still, I don't flounder around and, and allow the wind to just blow and take me wherever it chooses yeah, and be in total, quote unquote, surrender, meaning I have no direction whatsoever. Um, yeah. And also 
you know, staying in a place of surrender, but still enough to where you can have, yes. have success of your totally. body and your business. And so tell us how you're, you're currently working on that. Yes. Okay. So I, so there's a difference between flaky faith and awakened faith. Okay. So I'm not saying be flaky. Like we're not, this is not a lazy thing. This is not like, Oh, I'm just going to lay on the beach and surrender. Like, that's not what I mean. <laughs> that's not what I mean. I mean to be open, be open to knowing that the answers are not necessarily something you can control. Know that maybe that the answers are out there waiting for you to be open to them. Like, just like, okay, I acknowledge like what's going on in my life right now, but I can't solve this with the same thoughts and actions that have got me there. Cause it's, we can't, we can't just keep controlling and solving from that place. So like, I'm just going to like, I'm going to act like in my mind today that things are working in my life. Like I have the money, my relationship's good. Um, that I don't have an injury. Like, what would I be eating if I felt that way? What would I be doing? Who would I be spending my time with? Like, what would I, like, that's what acting as if to me is. Like, we're, I'm going to act like that person today. And every time it whispers up that I don't have the money or I don't have the good relationship or my back's hurting or whatever, like, I'm just going to, I hear it, but I'm just going to, like, let it, I'm going to ignore it. For, yeah, I'm going to shut it. And I'm just going to focus on what it would feel like if that stuff wasn't there. And it's interesting when you can put yourself in that position for those of you that are controllers that are like, how do I do that? That's what I would say to do. Like work on that. Like I'm, as I'm talking, I'm looking at my vision board right now. Um, I always have a vision board in front of me. My vision board is things that make me feel happy that things I want to move towards and your body does not know the difference between a thought and what's actually happening. So if I want to stare at this ocean picture right now and imagine that I am talking to you right now in my oceanfront property my body doesn't know the difference. Like, wh and why would I not do that? Why would I have in front of me like bills and like stuff that is bringing me down and what's not working in my life? Like, Which I want to countertop at the moment. Right, but I'm saying like me looking at an ocean right now, like to me, like I'm sitting at a window in my house with an ocean view. Like, who knows the difference? So, so force yourself into thinking that way and watch how things change around you. Like if you're happy, others are happy. Like if, you, like if you're, if you're not happy with your spouse, be the person that you want uh, in a relationship and watch how your spouse responds to that. I'll tell you me shifting and telling Brooks, I go to Monterey made his whole like week. Like he's thrilled, like that he's going to be different to me today because I chose that. Mm. Um, so to me, it's not about being flaky and giving up. It's just being aware and awakened with it all and making choices, making new choices. I love it. Um, what you're doing right now is because I know you have I know you have a large audience, and I know that it's important for these messages to get out. I feel like I feel like this message and these thoughts were put on your spirit right now because you're going to change the lives of people in yeah. much bigger ways than what you've done in the past, and you've done a lot. And I will say, you know, I've I've roomed with Brooks the last uh, twice in the last mm -hmm. year at our mastermind, mm -hmm. and this guy is head over heels in love with you. And he always speaks so highly of you. I'm going to read you a quote right now by a comedian. Okay. And I just want you to tell me, I want you to think about it for a second and then kind of reflect on what it means to you as a mother and what it means to yeah. you as a wife. And this is by Joan Rivers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Joan Rivers said, life goes by fast. Enjoy it. Calm down. It's all funny. <laughs> Everyone gets so upset about the wrong things. And I feel like that's kind of what we've been talking about is really grasping the more important things in life. So in, yeah. In, to your marriage and being a mother, you know, what does that mean to slow down and hold on to these things? To me, it's about being present. So it's amazing how we can remember 
anytime we were fully present. Like, I know you guys have children. Like, you, I'm sure you remember super clearly the day you went into labor with them when they were born. Like, you remember very specifically, we, we all remember where we were 9-11. Like, you remember times you are present. The problem is we are going through life unconscious most of the time, and we are not present. We are not, we're always thinking about before or after. Like, where are we going or where were we? Like, or the problem. But when you can fully be present, you will remember and take that in. And that's truly living to me. Because all we have is that moment right now, right here. We don't know actually what's happening in the future. And the past is all an illusion too. Like, so just right now, right here, being present is what that means to me. And uh, you just gave that quote from Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers is like the ultimate person that tried to control everything. If you really look at it, like her appearance, she tried to control everything. And in the end of her life, look what she just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said the opposite. So it's I think that we all will be aware of that at some point. You know, what's interesting to what's coming up for me right now is I tell my husband every day, I said, it's so funny, because I, I'm feeling called to share this message, but I really don't know where I'm going with it. Like, I, I'm like, I know I'm building a community for the fall called aging in reverse. I know that I know I have my podcast, but I just don't know really where I'm going. And it feels weird to me because every day I'm just sort of sharing what's coming up for me. And it's feeling weird. And it's, and he, I said, it feels like I don't really, I shouldn't be doing this. I don't know what I'm doing. And he, he pointed out, he said, because you're used to controlling, <laughs> like you're, you, everything you've done in your life was control. Yeah. And it was so, such a strong awareness for me that, um, yeah, I'm literally, I'm being forced into really living this way of surrendering every single day right now. It's so letting go of that control. We're in a very similar season, even with turned on, there was a lot of surrender in this and, mm-hmm. you know, the evolution of what it has become and what we, what we foresee it to be you know, kind of puts us in the illusion of the future, but we're like, is it a community? Is it events? Yeah. You know, you, you, you start to brainstorm around that, but then at the same time, you're like, I have to be, I have to be awake in this moment. I have to yeah. in this moment and see what turned on is for us in our, in our life today. Yeah. That means- it's so funny, Angela. Everyone keeps asking me that I've interviewed, like every person on my DMs is like, oh, well, how do I surrender? What are the steps? <laughs> like, it's like, and I, I keep trying, I'm like, but that's the opposite of that. If I give you 12 steps to how to surrender, that is like not the point. <laughs> it's really hard when you think about it. Um, for me, it's been happening in the middle of the night. I've been waking up and I have a rush of thoughts come into my head. Yeah. Business or my body or what's going on with the kids. And I keep trying to tell myself, okay, because there's sometimes I'm up for an hour and yeah. I know that's going to affect the rest of my day. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to be tired. I got things to do. So it's like when people, you said people ask you how to surrender. It really is for me when I wake up in the middle of the night, just telling myself, Hey God, what's going to happen tomorrow that I have to worry about right now in the mm-hmm. middle of the night when I should be resting. And then if those thoughts come into your head, Sometimes it's easier said than done to push them out, especially when big big moments are happening. So the surrender part, that's why it comes down to sometimes getting into meditation. It comes to sometimes going to a quiet place. Sometimes, I know we both have uh, golden doodles. So sometimes I go for a long walk. Yours is definitely not as cute as flops, by the way. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We got to get those two together, by the way. Um, so I'm walking the dog and I say, this would be a great time for me to surrender and just listen. And you know how long that happens for Natalie? It happens 30 seconds. And then all of a sudden something pops into my head that I got to remember to do when I get, so it's, it's training yourself to say, Hey, you know what? These things are, will take place in their time. But right now, if you're looking for a schedule right now is your time to stop thinking. And as hard as that may seem, we have to be able to stop thinking and 
relax. And sometimes that means listening to birds. Sometimes that means looking at your golden doodle and saying, wow, this dog is just so thrilled to be smelling that grass right now. <laughs> this dog just looks so happy in their little trot. And they're yeah. not worried about what's, what they're going to eat or what toy they're going to play with. They're just happy to be there. Yeah, I love that. And it is, it does take practice. Like I am still like not a meditator. I want to be, I get the benefits. You know, it's been, when I was going through my last like massive hardship in my business um, and I was really financially messing things up, like income was coming in and I was just going into debt. It was crazy. Like if you looked at my books, you'd be like, what the F were you doing? Like it was coming in, but I just kept throwing it back out. Like hire more people, do more. This consultant, this mastermind, this blah, blah, blah. like all over the place. And when it was, it got to be such a mess and Brooks like had to intervene with me. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And, um, I, couldn't even create then from that space. I was like, I don't even know how to create and control and fix all this. And so that's when I started my podcast, leveling up, creating everything from nothing specifically because I wanted to interview how people bounce back from failures. I'm like, how, if you had a massive failure, how did you bounce back? And what's interesting, you guys, is there were seven things that they all did, seven specific things. And every single one of them included some form of meditation and every single one of them included some sort of surrender. So like those two themes were so heavy that I'm very aware that those are, those are critical. And that meditation piece, I'm still trying to figure out, but I will share this. Um, if this is what I do right now, if you're, you feel you're meditating wrong or can't meditate there, first of all, there's no right or wrong way. You do whatever is going to clear your brain for you. So what I started doing is when I walk now, I don't always listen to a podcast. Like I used to do that. Instead, I'll just walk and I will use all my senses. Like I'll acknowledge like, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I feeling? So, and I'll just run through that in my head. Like I see a tree. I smell this. I like, concentrating on my senses and what's coming in. And that gives me that same reaction as a meditation would. Like it clears my brain. Yeah. I've been forcing myself and Angelique knows this. I've been forcing myself to wake up in the morning and go out in the front yard barefooted and put my feet in the grass and literally wiggle my toes and, and point my face toward the sun and feel the sun beat on oh, my I love face. That. Just take some deep breaths. And I try to do it with my daughters. Now I call it our little tradition because I want them to kind of be grounded. Yeah, and, that's great. And what we're seeing is, is now that it's so important to do in our society because we can be consumed with the do. Every, there's always something in front of us. And I watch people in line at, at the coffee shops and they can't sit there without getting on their phones. No, it's true. So if, if you allow us to pivot for a second here, yeah. because you've mentioned something a couple of times that I think is important. It's the balancing between you and Brooks. Yeah. And I look at Angelique and myself eight years into our marriage and realize that there are a lot of things, even when we just bought this new car, that I wanted the big old one with the 24-inch tires all jacked up. And she's like, get something with a little bit nicer interior, David. <laughs> and so I listened to her, right? And the car is in our driveway now. And I'm like, she goes, aren't you happy you listened to me? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> is often the voice of reason. And I know this Enneagram thing is really huge right now. And it's funny because Angelique's, I know her Enneagram and I know mine, but okay. we are so opposite sometimes. And I fought that. So yeah. you fight that. Oh my gosh. Are you yes. surrendering to that now? Tell us how that's working. So, yeah. So Brooks and I have been together for eight years. We've been married for three and we 
what I'm very fortunate about is we both are going through growth at the same time, because I think that's really critical. Like if you're as a couple are not growing at the same time, that is very challenging. Like if yeah. one person is staying and the other is growing, I don't think we would have made it. So we, we started out relationship great, but we both realized it was based on control and it was kind of fake, like, which I think a lot of relationships start like that, like being who you think they want and showing certain sides of you. And um, we had a lot of fun and it was great, but then we we ran a business together. At one point, there was a lot of tension. And um, two years ago, we almost didn't make it. I mean, two years ago, exactly two years ago, he had a talk that he didn't know if he wanted to be married anymore. And it, it totally devastated me. But my initial reaction to that was control. All right, fine, get out. Like black and white, done, move on. I, I'm not even going to work on this. That's what I wanted to do. And I shifted because I knew that hadn't worked with me before. I, I'd already been divorced. Like, was I going to repeat that pattern? Mm. So something in me had me surrender to that moment and just be and let him do his thing. So he, for a month, went and traveled. He drove across country. He did his own thing. And I just stayed. <laughs> I just didn't do anything. I, it was the first time in my life I just didn't try to control. Even though I was tempted to, I didn't control. And we found our way back to each other. And it's not been easy the last few years, but we both were really committed to to personal development and growth and communication and working through things. And I feel very blessed that we both on our own really chose that and it brought us back stronger together. So um, we still have work to do like there's like anyone, but we are both committed to it. Like there's a difference. I feel that we're both fully committed to our relationship when I can't say that we were before. I think we both were like kind of one foot in, one foot out if this doesn't change, but we both own that it's, we can't change somebody else. You can't control them. And we're super committed to working on development and talking to each other about it and supporting each other with that. Well, you, so, you know, you said commitment and I kept picturing the opposite of that or some, sometimes where people can tend to kind of invert the value of it. It's like, I'm just going to try really hard. You know, it's going mm -hmm. back to the to-do of something. And, and you said, I just, I just had to be. And so uh -huh. you think about the people that ask you, well, what do I do? You know, what are the steps? How do I swim? What are the steps? Yeah. And you look at the four areas of, of your life that we talk about here on Turned On with, you know, faith being marriage, our home team. Yeah. And then um, your business, it's like, what's not what I can do in my business, what I can do in my marriage, what I do in my body. It's how can I be in my faith? How can I be in my mm -hmm. I, my marriage and in yeah. can I be in my business? How can I show up to be for all of these people? Mm -hmm. So I love what you just shared because it's exactly yeah. what did to come back together. You know, it's so funny. The other, uh, like two nights ago, we had an argument about something. I'm sure we'll have more arguments. Like, yeah, just a couple of <laughs> We had an argument about something and I was going into my own, like my whole headspace of what I do. And Brooke's old way would have been to like yell back and storm out. That's just, that's how we would fight. Like I, I would throw out my stuff and he would yell back and he'd just storm away. <laughs> like that's, he'd go for a drive or whatever. And this time I was doing my thing and he just sat there. Hmm. And he listened and he just listened. And I was so shocked that he did that. That's an example of being that I shifted. Yeah. Like I, he just sat there listening, taking it, breathing. <laughs> I was like, wow. what? And then that completely woke me up. So that's an example of being, he was just being, he's like, I'm just going to be who I'm working on being. And had wow. he done the other thing, we just would have kept repeating the pattern. You know what? So there's a cliche and I hate to, but I'm going to break it down. So you've heard like love wins, you know, and people toss that around or you'll see it posted up on somebody's social media, love wins. But this right here, I want to slow down for a second. This is, yeah. I think if, if there's anything we're taking away today, this is a huge victory. Because when you talk about love wins, it's now you're really making it more than a slogan. You're making it more than a, 
opposed. This is a real example of two people who, like you said, mm-hmm. in the past would have done things differently, but through experience, through surrender, and through real love, you're, you're realizing that, hey, you know what? We have to do things different. And the easiest path would be for us to walk out and say, fine, let's start all over. But you see that what's happening is there's more than that. And your example right now might save a relationship. Someone Mm. out there listening right now, they might say, geez, I was about to walk out and say, I'll start all over again, but it's not worth it. Sometimes we have to stop being stubborn. We have to realize that the old way might not work anymore. And that as we grow, that's the beauty of getting older. So many people, when we talk about aging, they look at it as negative. My body's not the same. I can't do the things I used to do. Think about what Natalie just said. There's a beauty right here in getting older and that we learn how to love better. And that is worth more than anything else that I can put a physical price tag on. Her marriage and what Brooks and you are doing right now and the message that you're sending right here on this podcast is so, so important. And I just want to honor you for that because it's inspiring me and you're being very vulnerable about how we can turn things around if we just don't give up and we listen. And for him to listen and for you to recognize that or vice versa, yeah, an important, important lesson. And Dave, what you just said was really key too. And I, there's two things that I want tattooed on my arm, but I'm getting serenity for a sur- surrender first. But the other one is choose love um, choose, because it's always a choice. And that's what I had to figure out. So I used to come at everything with control, like I was sharing. So it was like, how do I change Brooks? What do I, what's the right thing to say to make him do this? Like, what do I have to, it was like all about control. But I, what I've learned now is it's a choice. It's always just a choice. It's everything is as simple as a choice. Like your massive to-do list, Versus like being present with your kids, your husband, it's just a choice. It's not about getting the to-do list done because to-do list is never going to be done ever, never, ever. (laughs) You'll always add more to it. It's always about a choice. So we always have the power within us to use choosing and choosing love. And I, I believe, and I know in my soul that we're here to love, to be present. Like there's specific fundamental things that we're here for. And love is a big theme. And nobody gets to the end of their life wishing they had more on their to-do list or they had even made more money. It's always going to be, I wish I had loved more and I wish I was more present. And that's the core thing that everyone really wants. Even the people that act like they don't, it's because they didn't get it. So they want that. Right. And <laughs> it's I think always a choice. The, the pendulum swing in 2019 in our technological advancing uh, mm-hmm. culture, the pendulum swing is when we have everything at our fingertips, when we have entertainment and when we have Every single thing that we can imagine right in front of us, it all comes back to, wait, it's not filling my cup. What's going to fill my cup? What's going to fill my cup is real love and communication. And if we go back to the story of King Solomon, he had, you know, all the the wives, the physical relationships. He had all the power in the kingdom. He had all the money. He was one of the smartest men at the time to ever live, but he realized nothing really existed without real purpose and real love. So good. So that's what happens is, we learn this lesson later on in life that, hey, sometimes yeah. the thing that we can't buy, and again, it's money can't buy you love. That's right. Yeah. It's earned. It's earned and it's worked on and it's, it's crafted. And it's, if you go back to that famous scene in, um, in, in Ghost where they're, they're, doing <laughs> that, uh, yeah, you know, they're doing that pottery thing and it, everybody yeah. loves that scene, it's because 
it was real making of something and connection. Yeah. Connection. Yeah. And it wasn't going somewhere or buying. Yeah. So I feel that people don't get to this place of awakening unless there's a massive interruption. So what I invite people to really look at is don't wait for the massive interruption. Like look at the chaos and the to-do and the never-ending stress as that's your sign. That's your warning. Mm -hmm. If you do not take that on, not in a control way, but in like, I really get to look at this and really look at what surrender means and turn to meditation or your faith or like look outside of you for that, then you will be forced by a massive interruption at some point in your life. It, it will happen. Um, and I, I feel very fortunate that the massive interruptions I had were the size that they were because they could have gotten a lot worse and they would if I had continued on this path. So I believe that massive interruptions, when people are like, why is this happening to me? Like again, that's why you haven't gotten it the first time. <laughs> like the reason my disc ruptured, the reason my business wasn't working, the reason is because I wasn't listening. I wasn't getting it. <laughs> and then once you got it, it's like amazing how things start to shift. Mm -hmm. So I really want people to see this and I, and I, I get that I can't force it on them, but this is the other funny thing. Ever since I started sharing some of this every day, someone's like, Oh, you must've read. And they throw out like some book I read. And what I want to share is these are not my original ideas. And that makes it even more powerful. Like this is the Bible has all of this. Like this is you, this is years and years and years before us, before we ever existed. These are themes. So it, this is, that, that's so interesting that, that you, you know, they always say that when the um, student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes, this information is everywhere. And that's what's so powerful is there's a lot of awakened individuals that lived before us and that are living now, and we just get to tune into it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's so good, Natalie. And I, I just want to comment on like how, just using this, how turned on you actually are and um, listening to even the way that you respond to it, you know, um, there's the way that you're explaining everything from a broken body or a broken business or a broken marriage. You're, it's almost matter of fact, like, listen, this is, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. This was the disruption. And instead of staying in it and pushing yeah. it further down and getting into a darker place or completely segregating myself, I had to wake up and I had to address it. And so yeah. you are incredibly turned on. And I, this is actually like, I'm really proud of you. Like I'm oh, thank you. watching you right now and I'm, uh, literally physically on the edge of my seat listening to you. Oh, thank you. Um, it is, it is really an honor to watch how thank you. you have this is, this is what's super cool too. Another part of control is about people pleasing. And I find this, and this is something I really talk about with in my aging and reverse communities is about, is about people, the need to people please and like appeal and be all things to all people. And I really had a heavy story around that too. And I didn't even realize how bad it was, but like, what does my audience want? What do they want? And when this feels so me that I don't even care. Like if someone wants to unfollow me or it doesn't like my message, I don't even care because yeah. I'm so in my zone with this, like, this is so what I believe in my bones and what I feel I'm called to teach and share that it doesn't phase me if someone doesn't like it. I just, it's so my truth right now. Oh, that's so good. Well, speaking of, um, your audience and I would like to know, um, for the, for our audience, where else can they find you? You've talked a lot about aging. Yeah. Books. So, so for them, because they're going to want to have more of you. Um, oh, thank you. So you yeah, there's a number of places. One, yes, I do have a book aging reverse and this is the cool thing about aging reverse and I'm building a community around it too this fall. But, um, Yes, I give you the 10-day plan, the food and the nutrition, because I know you want that. And I also give you the workouts. I get, I get all that. I'm not going away from that. Like, that's there. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce you to some of this new stuff <laughs> in a very soft way. I'm going to introduce you to the idea 
of surrendering. I don't even call it surrendering, but I, I'm going to introduce you to that because I do think it's important um, in, in a way that will eases you into it. So that's a good place to start. Um, I also I do have a podcast called Leveling Up, Creating Everything from Nothing. And that's there is some of me talking, but it's a lot of me interviewing people on how they came to this place. And I love my podcast is in the top 50 of self-help for a reason. I think because it's really, it's not about me. It's about stories and individuals that went through how they created everything from nothing. So that's a great place you can find me. And then on my social media everywhere is Natalie Jill Fit or my website, nataliejill.com. Thank you. For well, that. going back as we close, going back to that post that you made uh, recently that God is using you. Um, I want to say that I really believe right now he is using you. I know you have a large audience and a following and for you to say these things and for you to come on here and be vulnerable and, and just allow yourself to surrender to, to the truths in your life and share them with us. I believe it's going to have a huge ripple effect. And I just thank want to you. honor you and thank you so much for that. And I'm so glad that you're seeing all these wonderful things happen in your life. And I think this is just the beginning of, of a new and better chapter for Natalie Jill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us, Natalie. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And as she said, you can find her in various places, which we will have in the show notes. But we hope that this flipped on a switch for you and turned you on in one area of your life. We'll 